Welcome to Simply Holy, the podcast for people who want to live a joyful life in Christ. I'm your host, Marge Steinhag Fenelon, and I'm delighted to have you with me today. Thanks for tuning in. I have admittedly been gone for a bit. It's been a while since my last podcast, not for lack of enthusiasm, but more like being ever so busy with so many different things all at once that I took a little time away from doing my podcast. But hey, I'm back again and grateful to be here. I'd like to continue today my Marian Pilgrimage Across America series based on my book, My Queen, My Mother, A Living Novena, A Marian Pilgrimage Across America. You can find it on my website, margefenelon.com. You can also find it at Ave Maria Press. Where are we? There were nine different stops on this pilgrimage. Just to refresh your memory, or if you're tuning in for the very first time, my book, My Queen, My Mother, A Living Novena, is, it's just that, it's a novena, but it's a living novena. What's a living novena? A living novena is a genre that I came up with myself and is original to me. And here's how it goes. So it is part devotional and part armchair pilgrimage. So each day of the novena, we go to visit a different place. And I draw for you, write for you, a picture of what the place is like. And then I communicate to you what it felt like to be there. And so this is actually my second living novena. My first is Our Lady Undoer of Knots, a living novena, Reflections from the Holy Land. So that was that book was based on my trip to the Holy Land. So nine different important and inspiring places in the Holy Land where each day of the novena I stop, we stop, you and I, and contemplate, meditate on the surroundings, the meaning, and the experience of having been there. So back to my queen, my mother, we've covered quite a bit. We are already on day seven. So today after today, two more, two more visits, two more stops on this Marian pilgrimage. For this particular living novena, I traveled coast to coast across America, north to south, east to west, and visited nine different Marian pilgrimage sites. Not all of them shrines per se, but all places that were special to the Blessed Mother. And I looked, there are a, few, there are a couple of them that are better known, a little more popular. But for the most part, I looked for, I looked for places that people didn't know about because I wanted to highlight them and encourage my readers to go and visit these places. So I just want to review for you very quickly what were all the places that I visited during that, well, it was actually almost three years of of traveling, not straight through, but three years of making these trips 
and writing about them. So, so I visited the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche in St. Augustine, Florida, the National Shrine of Our Lady of Prompt Succor in New Orleans, Louisiana, St. Mary's Mission and Museum in Stevensville, Montana, the Shrine of Our Lady of Sorrows in Starkenburg, Missouri, the Basilica and National Shrine of Our Lady of Consolation in Cary, Ohio, the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help in Champion, Wisconsin, the Shrine of Our Lady of Martyrs in Orysville, New York, the House of Mary Shrine in Yankton, South Dakota, and Our Lady of Peace Shrine in Santa Clara, California. Quite an array. And I, again, want to encourage you, get the book, look up these places, and then go visit them. Not only the ones included in my book, my friend, but all of the, or as many of the sites in our, in our country dedicated to the Blessed Mother. I guarantee you, if you do some research, you will find one not very far from your home. She is more prominent in our country than we realize. Mary, Mary has a very strong presence here in the United States. And I think that over the decades, it's been pushed to the wayside and she's been hidden from view, except in, in these cases, maybe a, a handful of the locals who know of these places, but go, go, my friend, you know, the world is opening up now. So travel is not prohibitive. Yes, we've got some expensive gas prices right now. But as I said, these places aren't that far from your home. Do a day trip, make a, make a family trip, you know, go to stop at someplace fun and then stop at a Marian pilgrimage site and, and enjoy and take in the, the atmosphere and the graces that are in store for you there. Let's move to today's stop, which is the Shrine of Our Lady of Martyrs in Orysville, New York. I, I visited there in the fall. It, it's in the woods. It's, it's a beautiful hilly area. And I will tell you the, the colors of the trees, the leaves, the fall leaves, oh, it was just gorgeous. So it was a very inspiring trip in terms of nature. And then of course the shrine itself, I'd like to, to share with you something that I wrote. It's actually the beginning of this particular chapter in my book, but I I'd like you to think about it. It's not very long. It, it's just a paragraph or so. Every Memorial day, we pause to remember those who have fallen in the line of duty while fighting to defend our freedoms here in the United States. Memorial Day is a federal holiday celebrated annually on the last Monday of May. Special services are held and veterans cemeteries throughout the nation honoring the brave men and women who gave their lives for us. It's a time to remember, pray, and give thanks. There are others who have died for us as well. Others who also suffered terribly at the hands of hostile forces who made the ultimate sacrifice so that Christianity would take root and thrive throughout this great nation. 
The former suffered and died so that we could practice our faith. The latter suffered and died to bring it here in the first place. Most of the former shed their blood on foreign soil. The latter shed their blood on North American soil. So here I'm referring to the North American martyrs, a group of seven missionaries, not all traveling right together, but within the same time frame, were murdered by, and I want to be very careful to say, hostile Indian tribes, particularly, it seemed, the Iroquois. Now, this is not, I I have to be so careful because folks are, are really sensitive. This is not a diss on all American Indians because they are great people. And there were many, many tribes who were friendly and kind, open-hearted. But some of them, like the Mohawks, were distrustful of Christianity, of the missionaries. They saw them as a threat. And it was their culture to to perform acts of of cruelty and torture and to take slaves and mistreat them. These are the Indians that, that murdered, that martyred the North American martyrs. I'm going to be very, very careful about that. This is not all American Indians. The, the two, the two martyrs, that I pondered mostly when I was at the Shrine of Our Lady of Martyrs in upstate New York were St. Isaac Yogues and his companion, John Land. They also had another companion, Rene Goupil. So these gentlemen were martyred in the 1640s, there were also five other Jesuit priests martyred in Canada during that time. So the particular tribe where the Osernenans, that's a tough one because I don't know the language, the Native American language, but but they 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 felt so threatened that they put these gentlemen to to death and to father uh yeah well fi- father isaac yogues and then Rene goupil and john the land they traveled together the other five were in canada but these these three traveled in upstate new york were captured by these mohawk indians who they tried to christianize but there was a a vast, well, it was a distrust, but a fear on the part of the American Indians. So, so they suffered, you know, I, it's gruesome. What was done to them is absolutely gruesome from ripping out their fingernails to literally cutting off chunks of their body, their flesh and eating it right in front of them. 
as they were tied watching. They were burned with hot irons, kind of a branding iron, if you will. They were starved. They were beaten beyond understanding. Their, they lost fingers. St. Isaac Yogues lost what they, they call the canonical fingers so, so that he would not be able to hold the host and then the sacred, the, the Eucharist, once it was consecrated, he would not be able to hold it. They thought if they did that, then he could not perform this, this magic, what they, they saw it as magic, the, the mass and the transubstantiation. So awful stuff, awful, awful stuff. And it, it turns out that St. Isaac Yogues lived through this a little bit longer than Rene Goupil and John Land. There uh, on the, the property of the shrine is what they call the ravine. And this is where Rene was taken and, and buried. His, his body was in pieces. It's, it's, it's gruesome and it's, it's even hard for me to talk about. Uh, but the, the pieces were thrown into the river, thrown into the river there in, in the ravine and left for the wild animals to eat. At one point, it, this is when St. Isaac Yogues was a slave of the Mohawks. He was somehow able to go down into the ravine and search in, in the river along the shore to find the remains, what he could of the remains of Rene Goupil. He did find them, parts of him, and buried them there in that ravine. The site was never marked, but it's fact that Rene Goupil was buried in that ravine somewhere and probably not far from the shore of the river. So to wander in this ravine and knowing that I was walking, I was walking on a relic, a second class relic, because with the holy remains of a, part, a martyr buried beneath the surface of the, the earth, that made holy that entire ravine. It's mind blowing, and it was it was mind blowing for me walking through it. And there is a sense there of holiness. There's a, a sense there of presence, not like in a Marian apparition. Not like not like that where you see a vision of some sort, or the seer sees a vision of some sort. But it just, it was this feeling. You knew this, I knew this was a very holy place. There was something special and still is something special about it. And I walked through there kind of numb and, and drawn to tears most of the time thinking about these, these men. And trying to imagine 
myself in that same situation and wondering if I would be able to have the courage of St. Isaac Yogues, Rene Goupil, and John Land. Could I do that? My friend, could you do that? To be mistreated so and not surrender your faith under any circumstances. We can only hope to be that brave. And many of the saints have said that the Holy Spirit takes over when you are in a situation where you are in danger or it's a situation where there's a threat and the Holy Spirit takes over and gives you the strength you need to not surrender the faith and to endure whatever it is that is being asked of you or being done to you. I hang on that and rely on that and and pray often to the Holy Spirit to help me be that strong. And even in smaller things, when someone is disrespecting my faith, making fun of my faith, someone is accusing me or scorning me because of my faith, you know, I... I, you know, I, I have the tendency, I would, I want to just cower or just, you know, not say anything about my faith, not defend my faith, just trying to get out of there quietly. But I pray again and again that in those situations, the Holy Spirit will take over and help me to be not only brave enough, strong enough, but eloquent enough to continue to express my faith. You know, there's a quote from the church father, Tertullian, and he's credited with saying this, the blood of martyrs is the seed of the church. That that bit of wisdom came to me again and again as I walked the grounds of the shrine. It was almost as if I could feel the presence of the saints and the wicked souls who had murdered them. Because when I was not in the ravine, where I was up on the hill in the what they called the palisade, where all of the torturing was done of the, the victims, I could, it was, there was an eeriness there. It wasn't like a haunted house, not like that. But there was an eeriness there where I could still feel that wickedness of of those those souls who had murdered the the martyrs but it wasn't a scary feeling it was it was one of it was profound reverence and awe not reverence and awe of the wicked souls and the tortures done there but reverence and awe of the saints who had died there refusing to surrender their faith no matter what you know this the extreme torture that these brave men went through before they died is is unimaginable but they never wavered 
because they always kept their eye on the cross and held nothing back in their suffering for Christ. The eye, their eye on the cross, their eye on the cross and their reliance on the Holy Spirit. This is what get, got them through that torture and martyrdom. And that is what will get us through any, any trial that we face, face, <laughs> face in terms of our faith. Any trial we are asked to endure because of our faith keeping our eye on the cross and relying on the Holy Spirit is the key. It always has been, always will be. And I, I pray, my friend, for you, I pray that you will be able to do that in your times of trial. And I ask you, please, to pray for me when I face my times of trial. I think we've been seeing this in the public sphere where there are attacks on Christian facilities, churches, pro-life facilities. They are, they are vicious attacks. And I think that and I invite you to join me in praying for all Christians in this day and age. It's not only here in America, but all over the world. Christians are being persecuted in countless ways. Christianity has never been a favorite <laughs> of those who oppose our Lord. And so... I'm going to ask you if you would at least write after you finish listening to this podcast to ponder for a minute the North American martyrs to ask God's grace to be strong during times of trials for the faith, to invoke the Holy Spirit, to take over with you. And, and I invite you to enjoy uh, to join me right now in praying in our Father, a Hail Mary and Glory Be for ourselves and all Christians who face trials because of their faith. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. 
Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Our Lady of Martyrs, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Michael, pray for us. All you saints and angels, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for praying with me. I know when two or three are gathered in our Lord's name, there he is. So we've brought Jesus down into our hearts by praying together. My friend, I encourage you to check out my book, My Queen, My Mother, A Living Novena, a Marian Pilgrimage Across America on my website, marchfenelin.com. I also have great news for you. This is super exciting. My book, America's Mary, the story of Our Lady of Good Help, is now on the market. It is available on my website, on the Our Sunday Visitor Catholic Bookstore website, and on Amazon, I know it's I know it's available elsewhere too. I think Barnes and Noble is carrying it, and I saw a few other places. America's Mary, the story of Our Lady of Good Help. Three plus years of hardcore research went into that book. I'm I'm grateful that God has allowed me to to write that book, and I want it to be in your hands. Why? Because I need, we need, the Blessed Mother needs for the people of America to know about the only church-approved Marian apparition in the United States. So America's Mary, the story of Our Lady of Good Help. Again, you can find that on my website, marchfenelin.com, at OSV's website, and on Amazon and elsewhere. Please look into it. And and I ask you to visit my, my website, please, marchfenland.com. Look in the at the menu across the top, and you will see the words prayer requests. Click on that and send me your prayer requests. Send me your intentions. I absolutely do pray for everyone who sends a prayer request to me every single day every single day. You will be included in my prayers. And if it's depending upon the person who issues the prayer, I do often anonymously share the prayer requests on my social media. I don't use any identifying factors, only the actual need to get more and more people. I have quite a following, so more and more people praying for these intentions. If you want that, let me know when you send in your prayer request. And when your prayer request, when, when your petitions have been answered, do me a favor and also let me know about that so I can share that good news with others. Check out also there my blog, my videos, my other podcast episodes, and you can discover there how to book me for a speaking engagement, my books there, and my religious articles there. 
are in my my shop, my online shop. So you can check that out. And consider please becoming a member. So if you subscribe to my website, which by the way, right now, if you do that, you will get a free sample chapter of America's Mary, the story of Our Lady of Good Help. But if you become a member, if you choose to to become one of the tiers, the paid tiers of membership, team member is free, but I do have paid tiers and each tier offers a host of premiums available just to that particular tier. So check it out, marchfenland.com. In the meantime, my friend, may the good Lord bless you and may our Mother Mary protect and guide you. Until next time, bye now.